You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday for worship at 8.30 or 10.45. Find out more at asburybosier.org. Well, it's good to be with you this morning. We begin a new worship series uh, called Treasure. Uh, Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our scripture lesson today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, the sixth chapter, beginning with verse 19. Uh, It'll be on the screens, and it's also in your Bible. Let us hear the word of the Lord. Do not store up for yourselves treasure on earth where moth and rust consume, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Several years ago, when we were moving uh, to Shreveport, Bossier, from the booming metropolis of Ponchatoula, Louisiana, we had a problem. Uh, we were moving, and the moving company came, and they had a very big truck, and they, we started moving things into the truck, and then they filled the truck to the brim. But we noticed we still had roughly about 35 or so percent of our belongings still in the house. And the guy uh, who was uh, in charge of moving us, he goes, well, we'll, we'll see you in Bossier. I said, well, when, when's, the, when's the next truck coming? He said, it won't. I said, I'm uh, sorry. Uh, he goes, yeah, well, the guy who did the estimate, when he came out to do the estimate, he did the estimate wrong. So wh- what am I supposed to do? He goes, I don't know. We'll see you in Bossier. <laughs> okay, and after a few choice, very Christian words that we shared in that moment, I called every friend I knew who had a truck. One of my buddies in New Orleans found the only U-Haul left, which was in Luling. It was south of, of New Orleans. Um, you know, and I said, look, I'll, I'll buy you a case of root beer if you just help me get all of my things up to Shreveport. Bozier. It's one thing when we hear Jesus say, you know, uh, where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Jesus also said things like sell all that you own and give to the poor. Uh, It's one thing to say these things, but when you're literally looking at calling the next pastor who will be moving into the parsonage to say, you need some kids clothes and a a swing set and a a grill, you know, I mean, I have a Toyota Camry for goodness sakes. I I could like fit a box of dishes uh, in my car. It's one thing to hear Jesus say these things, but when we're looking at literally leaving 35% of our belongings behind because we don't have room to move it, this verse starts to make sense. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Or maybe when your treasure isn't, your heart will feel it. Store up treasure in heaven Jesus says. It's interesting, uh, in the United States, we have round about 2.3 billion square feet of storage space, of rentable storage. We like, we like stuff. Uh, here, we, we, we like, we like stuff. And, and if you spend any time in the church, uh, you do know that following Jesus is about a life of simplicity. When, when the Pharisees asked Jesus, are we to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus didn't have a coin. He said, show me a coin. He didn't have a coin in his pocket. 
I'm not sure if he had pockets, but he certainly didn't have a coin to show them. When Herod, when things started heating up with Herod, he says, you know, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Jesus said things like, don't worry about tomorrow. Look at the birds of the air. They will provide. God will provide. Aren't you not more important than they? Yes, yes, Jesus did talk about money. In fact, uh, 39, the, the 39 parables that Jesus gave, 11 of them have something to do with money. And if we, we did the numbers, like if we did the numbers in the Gospel of Luke, uh, something like one out of every seven verses has something to do with money. And it's because Jesus, <laughs> Jesus knows us well. This teaching about uh, storing treasures, you might imagine that Jesus would say something like, do not store up treasures at all. You might imagine Jesus saying something like, store up treasures for someone else. But he doesn't. He says, store up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust can attack them. And it's because Jesus knows us very well. We, we almost seem hardwired to collect things. Maybe they're souvenirs to, to mark a memory or necessities like a hurricane kit that I hope you have or something in the workshop that you know you just know you're going to use. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what Jesus means when he says store up treasures in heaven, but my hunch is it has less to do with stuff. Understand that this teaching, this teaching is not an indictment about having things. Storing up treasures in heaven is not about not having anything at all. But my hunch is that storing up treasures in heaven has much more to do with memories and promises and joy. In other words, Jesus doesn't want us to focus on what to collect or what not to collect. Rather, Jesus wants us to truly meditate on what it means to have treasure. What is it that you treasure? I treasure when my three-and-a-half-year-old Robert learns a new funny face. <laughs> I treasure when I, when I see a new Christian uh, read Scripture and, and when the Scripture begins to, to make sense or make sense in a new way. I treasure the opportunity to be a pastor and to serve. Now, having a home in which I can see Robert make those new funny faces, having a sanctuary where we can gather as the body of Christ to, to celebrate the living God, to have a car to get to and from the office, all of these things matter. All of these things play a role in the treasures that we amass and gather together, but they aren't the treasure themselves. Stuff sometimes is simply the means of experiencing treasure. Treasure and our heart do, in fact, go together. It's not just a moralism. It's not just a, a good idea. It's not just Jesus trying to teach us how to invest our 401k or how to look at the stock market wisely. Treasure and our heart do, in fact, go together. Let me tell you a story. It was our third year of grad school. You know, you know that, that period of time in your life where you're living, you're living off of ramen noodle? <laughs> you know, 
We were in grad school, and it was right at the end of the semester, and Christmas was right around the corner, so I decided to check our, our account to see how we might give gifts to the family. And I thought, how festive. They put all the numbers in red. You know where this is going. And they're really, the first, you know, just, uh, you know, I was like, well, it's Christmas time. They put the numbers in red. How, how, how cute, how quaint. Oh, flip. That's not what the red numbers mean. Uh, we ran out. Uh, and at that time, we had no savings account. We were out. And when you're out, and you're looking at the screen, and it's all in red, and you can't just, like, check the couch cushion it begins to make sense when Jesus says, where your treasure is, your heart will be also, because it feels like a kick in the gut to be in that place. And we called friends and family, and we're here to tell the story, but I get it. Where your treasure is, your heart will be also, and when there is no longer any treasure, you, you, you feel it. And maybe you've had this discussion with a spouse or a partner when, when you have to decide on, on how to use this fund and how to use that fund. And, and maybe when it's running low, your heart does, in fact, feel it. It's not just a moralism. It's not just a good idea. It's, it's truth. Where our treasure is, our heart will be also. This teaching is not Jesus guilting his disciples or reprimanding them because they have lots of things. It's Jesus guiding us to recognize how close our treasure and our heart truly are linked. Now, it is true, right around this time, we do host a stewardship series, and congratulations, you are here to hear the first sermon of the stewardship series. And, and yes, on the one hand, uh, talking about money for the next couple of weeks, it does help uh, our finance team prepare a budget for 2020. It does help us discern how God is calling us to uh, reach out and concern and service both uh, to those who call Asbury home and also to the community and beyond. These are all important things. It helps us understand the investment that Asbury is called to make in sharing Christ's story. It also gives, up, gives us an opportunity to say out loud to talk about the way we are investing our gifts or dare I say, the ways in which we want our heart to be invested. Where do we want our heart to be? In fact, uh, th this, this year we have a special giving opportunity. It's called Vision 2020 because it writes itself at that point. Vision 2020, uh, you'll hear more about it later, but it's an opportunity for us, a special giving opportunity for us to invest directly into young adults and youth, places where there needs to be heart, a new passion, a new life. It's not about stuff. Well, it's sorta about stuff. <laughs> but it's about our heart. It's about our treasure. So, so uh, every year, uh, come January, I go see a heart doctor. I go see a cardiologist. You know, my, my father had a heart attack at 39. And my grandfather had a heart attack at 38. 
And it gets worse as you go backward on the family tree. So a couple years ago, when I turned 39, I said, you know what? I should probably get things checked out. Uh, And I did, and everything checked out uh, just fine. And I know what you're saying. Wow, a couple years ago when Matt went and saw the cardiologist, he is so svelte now. Uh, He is so, he must run every day. He must have taken the doctor's prescription to heart. Well, surprise, um, I'm still, still working on it. Uh, still, and it's hard when football season starts. I'll just say that out loud. Um, but every year I, I go to the doctor in January. So it's right around this time of the year when I start to say, I know I'm going to have to get on the treadmill in front of another human being. I should start, I should start checking things out. I should probably eat a little bit differently. I should probably move more because I know, I know what's coming. I'm not perfect. I need a reminder. I need a reminder. I need a heart check every year. And so do we. It's not that the goal is to be the most athletic person in the world. I'm I'm 40 years past that goal, I believe. It's not about being super attractive, you know, good luck. It's about knowing that I want to be here tomorrow. It's about knowing that tomorrow is important. And I know that tomorrow is important to you too. So may we check our hearts. May we discern what treasure is. May these things be what we look forward to when the sun comes up tomorrow. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and most loving God, indeed, where our treasure is, our heart will be also. So let us take, let us take a deep look at where our heart is. Help us to be gracious. Help us to be kind. Help us to be generous with who you've created us to be. But Father, we need the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Whether whether that come in, in the form of a cardiologist or a moving company or however the Holy Spirit chooses to present itself, may we hear well so that our heart may grow for you. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.